Ellis Show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? Well, of course, it should matter to every NFL fan out there, and that is we have a new all-time passing leader, Drew Brees. Shout out to the Big Ten. Yes, sir. Drew, uh, of course, last night just shattered the record. The record will really be shattered by the time. Can you imagine what it's going to be like at the end of the season? He's going to add thousands of yards to that mark. So, uh, you know, Peyton had it for a while. You know, what's really interesting about that is that whole connection between he and Peyton, you know, and the fact that, you know, Peyton kind of grew up there in in New Orleans because, you know, Peyton's dad was, you know, with the Saints back in the day. And so that city has been good to the NFL and the NFL has been good to it. Uh, I'm happy the fact that the all-time passing leader also does have a Super Bowl win. Uh, so Drew has that, you know, er, you know, you, you've heard some of those other folks talk about um, he doesn't necessarily look like the prototype NFL quarterback. Well, what the hell? That just proves to you there is no prototype NFL quarterback. Whoever can get the job done should get the job done. And, and, and Drew isn't necessarily one of those guys, uh, although you do see him in the pocket a lot, uh, he can move around and he can extend the play. And, uh, you know, they talk about he doesn't have the biggest and strongest arm. Well, he, he's, look, he has a nice pass. He throws a catchable ball. He, he is very accurate. And I, I can't believe I'm sitting there saying all this about a, good, about a quarterback, which would make my job a nightmare. So I'm just, uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Played a long time, stayed healthy. Uh, of course, nobody expected him to stay healthy and, and play as long as he did coming out of Purdue University. Um, certainly didn't expect him to have the kind of success. You know, Drew, he admitted himself that it was, you know, he didn't really think he'd have that kind of success. Of course, he, he believed in his ability, but not that he would have the kind of success where he'd be the all-time passing leader. And he is not, he's not done. He actually accomplished this during his playing days, during a, at the beginning of a season, at the end of the first quarter of a season. Man, that I mean that that that's amazing. I mean, a lot of times, you know, there's people out there with that. When you listen to certain people provide commentary about, let's say, the sports, because we're talking about sports, you need to really stop and listen. Sometimes when there are people who played the game and they and they tell you how remarkable that that is remarkable, the fact that this young man is still playing and he's not a young man; he's a senior citizen in football. I think this may be Drew's like 15th, 16th year. He, he's he's definitely a senior citizen. He, he, he should have been turned his card in. And he's barely like, he's not 6'1". Well, I'm going to say he's not 6'2". I think he may be 6'6". Six the 6'0 under league, he, he might make it in because he might just be 6'0". But there are, man, there's just, that's amazing. And, you know, something else, too, is last night, and I, I want to say this in a very respectful way. What he accomplished last night, he accomplished it at home. I don't know how many of you out there listening of if you remember Hurricane Katrina, there are people that were in that stadium who died in that stadium because of Hurricane Katrina. And this is the only place they had to go and, and they needed food and water and they had health issues and they, they were carrying people out of that stadium that had died in that stadium. Some of those people died in that stadium. They didn't go there, you know, for, for the purpose to die. Hey, okay, this is my last days. I'm going to go. That, that was, you know, that was a shelter for the people during that time. I just like to think that their, their, their souls were looking down in heaven and they were enjoying the fact that, hey, you know what? That's the place I left when I came up home. I came home. But that, that stadium right there where Drew just made it happen at, you know, so that, I mean, because the saints gave the, the city something to kind of everybody come together and all for one, one for all. We're going to root for the Saints. And, and they've been a productive franchise. Very, very good franchise. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy, happy for them. And, of course, um, the owner of the Saints, well, let's say he recently, well, not recently, but a couple years ago, he passed away. Just a good organization. I, I'm sitting here right now telling you that a, I'm going to say this, a stadium that I played is not the same anymore. The stadium kind of died or they killed it and they rebuilt it. But my hometown of Canton, Ohio, 
Pro Football Hall of Fame, that high school stadium, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, the former owner of the Saints before he passed, he donated millions of dollars to the stadium to have it refurbished and also acquired the naming rights. So it's now Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. It used to be called Fawcett Stadium, where I played every high school football game in my life. Right there, I, I always like to tell people, I describe it like this, because it's the truth. Pro Football Hall of Fame and Fawcett Stadium, Camp McKinley High School, Memorial Fieldhouse, all of this is on the same campus. I, I guess, you know, I've just, you know, I've been, I guess when it comes to football, my life is, is, is been, it can't be any better. The experiences, the facilities that I, that I got a chance to play in, the people that I got a chance to meet, this is all the things I'm just tying this into Drew because Drew gave people, he's given people all this. Do you know if he's got all these passing yards? Do you know that passing is some of the most exciting aspect of the game of football is the passing game? When he actually, the touchdown that he actually broke the record on. You know, it was a play where they blew a coverage, but it was an exciting play. And it was just so good to see his family members there. I think he said maybe a couple of his family members were no longer with him, and he kind of, you know, got emotional about that. But, you know, Drew Brees is just the kind of guy that, you know, whenever there are issues with the players in the league, Drew has always been there for the players. You know, and plus Drew is the kind of guy that if any fan were to see him, you know, there, I'm going to tell you, there are some divas out there, as you want to call whatever you want to call them. There's some people out there that's living higher on the hog than they should be and, and thinking that they're much more and they might have their nose up in the air. And some of them could be former athletes and some can be current athletes. I do not get the impression. I've never met Drew, but I do not get the impression that your experience with Drew Brees would be one and such where you walked away. You would think that guy's an asshole. You wouldn't, no, that wouldn't happen with Drew Brees. From what I gather, from what I, what I see, what I can hear, your experience, if you were to ever meet Drew Brees, would be one that you would cherish and would remember for the rest of your life. He would make you feel that special because you would be that special because he, he, he is so humbled and the fact that he realized that God has blessed him with the talent to do something that it wasn't, it's not easy by any means whatsoever, and that only certain people can do. And he's blessed to have that talent. And he, and he was gifted with a gift that he nourished and cherished. And he worked at it to improve it. That right now, I mean, if the game, if the quarterback's job is to pass, because anybody can hand the ball off. If the, if the quarterback's job is to pass the ball and he's got the most passing yards in the history of the National Football League and I, I, I'm going to stop and think about it because it's similar to the same thing happened to Dan Marino I'm, I'm trying to think does he have receivers that were in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame no so he it, there must have been something special about him and the way he went about his job is that he would put the ball in a position where just about anybody could catch it. There are times where guys have made some great catches, I'm sure. But he put a ball and he threw a ball that was catchable. And his receivers caught him. And, and then there were the yards after catch, too, like the touchdown last night. There were a lot of yards after the catch. But Drew Brees... We cannot take him for granted. I don't care how big or how small he is. What he, what he accomplished is real big. It's bigger than big. It's bigger than ball. Breeze is a bad, bad, bad man. That's the bad man, Stephen A. Breeze is the bad man. We need to start giving him his recognition. No doubt about it. A uh, future Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact, it was good to see Dave Baker there on the sideline to take the ball from him. <laughs> you know, Dave, you know, Drew, that ball will be in Canton. It'll be in Canton before you get to Canton. As a matter of fact, it's probably in Canton right now. It was interesting to see Dave Baker with, with, with gloves on 
I, I really that really blew my mind that Dave Baker had gloves on when he took the ball from Drew. That's you know, Dave, you're not you know your hands isn't gonna mess the ball up. But he respectfully so had gloves on. But that ball will be in Canton before you arrive, Drew. But you, we all know you will certainly be there. Of all the quarterbacks you could ever think about in the history of the National Football League, which will be 100 years old, Drew Brees has thrown for more passing yards than anybody in the history. And this is just week five completed of the 2018 season. Week five. Wow, can't wait till when the season's over with to see how many yards he ends up with just this year. God willing, he stays healthy and there will be another year. But Drew Brees was worthy of me taking my first segment to talk about his accomplishments as well as everybody else out there that's speaking on football today should make sure they dedicate a lot of time to what that man has accomplished. It's about time to take our first break. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll take this break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters, Drew Brees, the all-time passing leader of the National Football League. In year 99, he becomes that, going into year 100. I wish it could have been, you know, year 100, but that's okay. This is still special. 99, what the Prince say, party like it's 1999. So we're going to party like it's 99 because it is 99. But uh, certainly, uh, just want to congratulate him. I mean, that's amazing to me because I'm, I'm a former defensive back, and my job was always to make sure that the quarterback did not have those kinds of days uh, that Drew Brees has had over the years. Although I remember one time, <laughs> this, is, this is funny, but I, I'm going to live up to it. If I'm going to talk about, you know, something I did good, why not talk about what the hell happened to me when I did something bad? I remember a day where a quarterback just had a, Field day against us in Ohio State University, and everybody in my secondary got drafted. Uh, and so, just had a field day, but we were undefeated this year. So, I think it was our 70, my junior year. I'm old, so it was 79. So, those of you who were not born yet, I'm sorry. But anyway, we go way back, and uh, 644 yards 
Illinois' quarterback threw against us, and all four of our guys were drafted in the National Football League. 644 yards. So I'm not going to say how many of those yards were achieved on my side of the ball because I don't think it was very many. But anyway, um, it happened. I was victimized. Uh, but so quarterbacks, so we hate quarterbacks. And, you know, my guy, you know, receivers, you know, they get all up trying to get on your face and show off and all that kind of stuff. That's why we became game changers, started knocking them out. Make sure they didn't do that. But anyway, uh, I, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from Drew, but uh, I guess just to kind of make excuses for the other guys who couldn't accomplish what Drew accomplished. There was somebody, obviously it was Peyton Manning, was holding on to that spot before Drew got it. But, you know, prior to that, you know, it was a situation because, again, Peyton was a generation just before, just after me. Uh, but it was a situation where there were some other guys who were some damn good quarterbacks, Dan Files, Dan Marino, you know, Terry Bradshaw, uh, uh, you know, Warren Moon, some, some great, great quarterbacks, you know. Um, John Elway, Joe Montana, those guys, Drew Brees, more yards than all those guys. Now, it was more difficult for those guys because the way we were taking their receivers out back then, can't do that now. And you say, well, what does that have to do? Well, let me just say, there's certain balls that back then guys wouldn't even try to catch for the for the reason that their life might have been in danger or their well-being, their health and welfare might have been in danger. Today, you see some of the most acrobatic catches that you ever see. Odell Beckham, he will turn his body, you know, anyway, like a rubber band, do anything he can do with his body to try to catch a ball. He would not do that back in the day, believe me. Wouldn't happen. Not coming across the middle trying to, no, no, that just didn't happen. They tried it, a few guys tried it, but, you know, but then after a while... That's my man. Shout out to my man Ricky Williams. I mean Ricky Waters. Uh, Ricky played a game in Philly when he was playing for Philly, and Ricky was like, "For who? For what? No, I'm not doing that. Sticking my hand up to get no. Mm-mm. Not gonna put my body at risk. But anyway, um, let, let's move on a little bit, and because uh, you know I'm excited about my Cleveland Browns. I'm very excited today. Got a lot of energy today. On my way to the studio, thinking about the Cleveland Browns is, is are relevant. The Cleveland Browns are ready to go. Cleveland Browns are two, two, and one. Two, two, and one. As a matter of fact, the two wins that they have in this season is more combined more wins than they had in the two previous seasons. Two, two, and one. Remember, they went on sixteen. 0-16, and then the year before, and then the year, you know, then they won one game. So the Browns, am I going to say the Browns are back? Yes, I'm going to say the Browns are back. I'm not as excited for the Browns as I've been since the last time I was playing for the Browns. In the 80s, really? Yes, it's been that long since the Browns have really been relevant. And I'm just going to say this, I, I know it's not horseshoes. Close doesn't count. But a play here, a play there, could, we could be talking about the Browns being undefeated. Can you believe that? Yes, we could be. I'll tell you what, it, 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 there's not too many people to saying, you know, Cleveland, come on. Bring them on. I'll tell you this, people are not looking, going through the, as players do, going through the schedule, chalking up wins. Browns is a, a maybe now. Browns is a question mark. Okay. You, you're certainly not going to put loss there, but you ain't going to put a W. You're going to put a question mark as you go down the schedule. When the Browns are on your schedule, it's question mark. Browns have now become a question mark instead of an L. That's very important. Extremely important. So, uh, uh, but anyway, let, let, let's, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, some football. Let's talk about some games. And uh, interesting, interesting football. The Dallas Cowboys. Can you believe the Dallas Cowboys falling apart down there? Is, is there tension inside the house? Jerry's world? All of a sudden there's, you know, dissension amongst the troops? 
Jerry can't hold his team together. Jerry's losing control of the fellas down there. Coaches coming under attack. Jerry wants to talk about Dez not being the number one receiver. Really? They haven't had a, a, a number one receiver in a while? Really? You want to go there, Jerry? Jason Gary, your boy, uh-oh, you, you know, what? Is, 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 there, is there a chance that the Cowboys may be considering that their coach may have to go? That, that could be a consideration. Now, if it's fourth and one, do you go for it if you the Cowboys? You know, it's one thing about it is that there's been a couple teams who've gone for fourth and, and one and have made it or not made it, but you will always hear the players say that they want to do that because you, at least you get a chance. If you don't go for it, you have no chance of getting it. If you go for it, the statistics don't say it's 50-50-50. No, depending on where the ball is at, what time the game it is and all that, numbers will tell you, analytics will tell you what the chances are of you being successful. But let's just say it's just a 50-50 chance. Players want that 50-50 chance. Just like, the, you know, throwing the ball up in the air for a receiver. A receiver wants the quarterback. I know the guys, listen, receivers are not open in the National Football League, not wide open unless somebody makes a coverage, a mental mistake, which breaks down to a coverage mistake, which players wide open. But if a player, if his hand can stretch out above and beyond another player's hands, he is open. A quarterback should be able to, Throw the ball to the point where he can put it in the position that is beyond the outstretched arms of the defender. That, that's, that's, that's the National Football League. That's, that's, what, that's what being wide open is. So the, the Dallas Cowboys don't have any receivers that can do that or stretch it, meaning beyond, run beyond the defense. Get behind the defense. You're fast enough that you can get behind. You don't have anybody who can do that. You need somebody who can do that. You have a running back in the backfield who's a damn good running back. If I'm not mistaken, he may still be leading the league in rushing. Talking about Zeke Elliott. But you, you don't believe in him. You don't even believe that you can hand the ball off to your running back that can get you a yard and a half. I think, you know, I'm sorry, but running backs, you don't ever want to have. If you got a good running back in your backfield and you need a yard and a half and you got some offensive linemen, I don't care if they're all pros or not. But their job is, you know, an offensive lineman really, an offensive lineman, you know, when he's described, you know, really with him, how he earns his money and his reputation throughout the league is about run blocking. What can they do when it comes to blocking for somebody who's going to run the ball? You know, the game may have changed, but the way you secure your victory is the ability to run the ball. You can run the clock out. You don't pass the clock out. You run the clock out so you can secure your victory. You know, when you need to get a yard, you need to have a tough running back who can break a couple tackles, who can run somebody over if he needs to, who certainly has the heart to want to do that for you to give the ball to the running back. You don't want the quarterback to be the one, okay, it's third and one, we got our quarterback, we got a quarterback sneak because our running back can't get it and our lineman can't block. No. That's what you get paid. To. There comes a time when you earn your money. The Dallas Cowboys, it's an embarrassment. And I'm going to get to Chucky in a minute, too. Chucky's ego has to go. No. You've got the man on your team who has been waiting to prove to people that I can get a yard. And your ego is preventing you from doing that. We, we, I'm, not, I'm, I'm jumping too far ahead. <clears throat> but certainly the Dallas Cowboys, if you got Zeke back there, Give him the ball. Let him get a yard. He can get a yard. His body type is such that he can get a yard. He can break some tackles. He can run over. He can accelerate at the right time. He's got leverage. He's got vision. He can do all those things. 
He can hop through a hole. He can do all that. He can jump cut. He can do it all. He can do it all. Give him the ball. Jerry, I, I don't like to say Jerry's right too many times, but the fact that Jason Garrett, I, you know, well, why didn't you come? Why didn't you call down and tell him to run that damn ball, Jerry? Since you such the football man that you are, you should run the ball. All you need is a yard and a half. Making the, you and, and the Washington Redskins making the conference look real, real, real bad. Giants making the, you know, Eagles, the only thing we got is the Eagles. And, you know, they're not looking too good right now. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear about, you know, the hangover from winning the Super Bowl. Super Bowl hangover. Ah, you're a professional, you're pros. You know you got another season. So what if the celebration and the plane extends? It's, that's what you want. Tom Brady knows guys been doing it for years. You don't want to become a football fan early in the football season, the playoff season. You don't want to be a fan Well, you got to pick and choose some team because your team ain't playing. You love football. Nope. That ain't the way it should happen. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, Drew Brees, the all-time passing leader in the National Football League. Uh, I guess uh, I'm happy for him. Yes, of course I'm happy for him. I, I mean, I took a, an entire segment of the show. Uh, I'm a little sad because I can't say, I can't, you know, bring my friends over and say, hey, look, look you know, this is one pass that, uh, you know, Drew might forget because I, I have this ball. Oh, that's what happens when age starts setting in. You know, more and more things happen that you really didn't affect. So, uh, but I still got my Steelers and Browns first time ever game ball at home that I, I like to cherish and pull it out and, and rub it every now and then. Because um, it's the first, it'll never be another. It was the first. 
Uh, first time ever we'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers and Three River Stadium. We being the Cleveland Browns it was my first year there in Cleveland in uh, 1986 and before you were born. I know that. You don't have to tell me that again. Uh, and it was like, I, I'm, I, I'm not worried about going in jinx. What is the hell is a jinx? I'm not worried about any jinx. And we went in, handled my business, got the job done, won the game ball, and boom, now it's nothing to go into Three River Stadium and get a victory, which uh, we will be doing again hopefully sometime soon. Uh, but let, let me uh, let me talk about a couple games of which uh, <clears throat> Chucky, the Raiders, for those of you out there who are Raider fans, listen, you know, the coach has to realize that this is it's not about him. You know, I'm 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 curious as to as I watch the Raiders play, you know, how much is it is important for, you know, John Gruden to prove that he's, you know, a mastermind, you know, as opposed to him being able to motivate his players and put them in a position and and encourage them and Motivate now. I understand as a pro, you should be self motivated. Your job should motivate you. It's your job. Do your job. But this is also is a very emotional profession, and and sometimes th- there are inspirational leaders that can affect the play of players. You know, guys want to go out play hard. You get them to the point where you're able to motivate them in such a way that that motivation factors into them having an edge in the game. They're inspired. They play inspired. They're emotionally involved. They're tuned in. They're locked in. You see they play with emotion. You see they play with heart. You see that they play like they want to win. They do, they do something extra. You can see it in their effort. You can see it in their eyes. They make smart decisions. They also play smart football. Penalties don't happen. So another thing the Raiders can do, they've always been one of the most penalized teams in the National Football League. They need to cut back on penalties. But listen, John, you you knew this years ago. You know, it's something always in the back of Mershon's mind, too. It was, it was a Super Bowl game, but it was a game of football that he played in. And there's been conversations since that play. It wasn't the last play, but it certainly could have been close to the last play of the Super Bowl. It was very close to one of the last few plays in the game. It was just a little bit of time on the clock, and of course, it was the Super Bowl, and the Seahawks were playing the Patriots. And for some reason or another, to this day, Pete Carroll stands by his decision to have Russell Westbrook throw a pass on the one-yard line instead of handing the ball to Mershon Lynch to secure a victory for them. And instead, it's a goal line stand, an interception, and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Now, Mershon is in a position now where it's not a Super Bowl game, but it's a game that counts. It's an important game. The Raiders need to win more games. They're, they're, they're trying to become relevant. They're in last place. They're one and four. <clears throat> they had a chance they could have been two and three. But what, what, what happened is they didn't give the ball to Mersha. Beast mode. The man has earned a nickname of Beast Mode because he runs people over. Give him a chance to do what you pay him to do. We, we We don't expect to see him, you know, run away from people. We, we, you know, we, we expect to see him when the game is on the line, when we need a yard or two, or maybe three. We can count on him. The offensive line wants you to count on them. If nothing else, that's that. That's what you should have. It's just, it should be your line that you should that everybody should be holding accountable. I'm sorry. Everybody talks about how the game has changed. That to me is the part that we don't pay enough attention to. The game has changed that, and it started happening years ago. <clears throat> it used to be third and three. 
third and three or more became a passing down. In fact, we would bring nickel defense in. If it was third and three, everybody on nickel just knew it was time to come on in on the defensive side of the ball because they were going to pass it. The offense was going to pass, so get your nickel package ready to get in the game anytime it's, it's, it's third down and it's third and three or more. That is a passing situation. Now it's ridiculous. I mean, it's really ridiculous now. It's, it's, it's third and one, fourth and one. Those are passing down. Now, fourth and one, you know, there used to be time. No, everybody did not go for it. Certainly, it depend upon, you know, the situation, where the ball is, what, 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 you know, where are we at in terms of the game, what quarter is it, how much time left before halftime, how much time left before the game ends, all those things you take into consideration. But now, modern-day football, if it's third and two, even third, now it's third and one. Fourth and one, passing down. Really? Third and one, fourth and one, third and two, passing downs. That's what's changed about the football game. You know, what happened to man on man? Let's get it done. Three yards, remember? Coach Hayes, God bless you up there. Coach Woody Hayes, three yards in a cloud of dust. Used to be what they, how they used to describe the Ohio State University football team when it came to running. Three yards in a cloud of dust. But if you just think about it now, if you run the ball three times in a row, you're still going to come up fourth and one. So you got to get more than three yards on one of them downs or a couple of them. But certainly that, that is what's changed. And, and that, you know, the running back, <clears throat> in my mind, the running back should be extremely frustrated with that. Extremely frustrated. And Marshawn threw his helmet and a couple other things, you know. Chucky was a little bit upset too, I guess. But make your men do their job. Expect your men to do their job. Expect to get the job done. Don't think that you can't get a yard in football. Why are you going to automatically, because if you, you, you have no chance. So if you, if you don't even let your men run out there to line up, they've already won. They've won. Mentally, they've won. They, 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 they basically punked you for the rest of the game. You know, you don't want to go toe-to-toe with them on nothing. So, you know, whenever, whatever part of the game it is, certainly at the end when you're trying to win, like, you hope it don't happen early in the game. It's third and one, and we, we going to pass the ball? I don't care when it is. Third and one, you got to run that ball. You just, you just got to do it. Football can't change that much. Now, I understand right there is going to be some collisions. It is going to be some collisions. No doubt about it. It's going to be some collisions right there. But there's only so many times in the game where it's third and one. So for the health and safety of the players – that is a time you know it's third and one. You know, you got to buckle up your chin strap because they're coming right at you. You know, chances are you don't really want to be trying to run a sweep. Well, back in the day, you might run a sweep. You might run a tall sweep. You might. Nowadays, I don't know. In fact, nowadays, I don't even know when the last time i really seen a tall sweep. Student body left, student body right like they used to do it. Ah, it's been a long time since you've seen that. But um, you got to run the ball, Chucky. You, you were a great announcer, but, but right now, John Groom, we, we, we are a little worried about how good of a football coach you are. We had all that time to study film, to study players, evaluate players, evaluate film, evaluate situations, down distance, everything. Everything you could possibly take into consideration that you could evaluate and assess from the booth, analyze from the booth, you did it. Now it's time for you to go out and put all that to work. And you should. There's other guys. Coach Vermeil. He took a year off, came back. Chuck, he won a Super Bowl. The, and came back with the greatest show on turf. 
That's what I'm going to put to John Gruden. That's the challenge I'm going to put to you. Look at Dick Vermeil, what he did when he came back. Chucky, you got to, that's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come back. Rayel the Sports on the Voice America Network, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters, Aaron Rodgers is the all-time leading passer in the National Football League. Yes, sir, that's the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees. Did I say Aaron Rodgers? Drew Brees. Did I say Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I, I thought, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers, you know, <laughs> and I said, that is my bad, Aaron. I'm sorry, man. I know you're wishing you could be, but it's not you, man. It is Drew Brees, all-time passing leader, National Football League. I'm looking at Aaron because Aaron had a good week last week, had a 108 passer rating, and, uh, you know, had 442 yards, three TDs, and no interceptions. But uh, you're not the all-time passing leader, sir. And you're not the bad man. The bad man is Drew Brees. So, uh, correction, and I'm glad... uh, I got that corrected. Uh, but but we got some good games coming up this week. Starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. These teams don't like each other. These teams are just up the highway from each other. Uh, these teams right now are the only thing we got to really get people excited about the division. Because I, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to bring anything to the division. The Redskins certainly aren't bringing anything to the division. Saw that last night, right? But let me just say this. Uh, I was one of those people where I thought the Browns should have taken Barkley instead of Baker. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I think I'm happy that they took Baker and not Barkley. Uh, it's not that I've changed my penis changed about Barkley, but my, my penis changed about Baker. Baker's just balling up there in Cleveland, and and Barkley's not doing bad either. But I just think you know Baker is what the Browns need right now, and 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 Barkley is what the Eagles. I mean, it's, it, Barkley is what the Giants need right now too. Along with another quarterback, it it, it just comes a time at every position, at every player, your time comes where there is a player that's probably better than you, that probably could do a better job than you can at your position as you get older. Now, when, when Eli was in his prime a few years ago, yeah, you ask him, was, one, was he one of the best quarterbacks in the league? And he said, yes, what was he supposed to say? If you ask Eli that today, if he's one of the best players in the National Football League and he says he is, you should check him. Check him out. See what he's been smoking. See what he's drinking. Something's wrong with him. He is not one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. 
The Eagles have two of them over there on their side of the ball. One sitting on the bench. As a matter of fact, the one that's sitting on the bench of the Giants, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, Nick is not coming up that way, but I would try everything that I could. You know, if, you, if you're one of these owners or you're one of these teams and you've got players that are not giving you the production you need to make your team better, you should be aggressively trying to do everything you can to get better if you ultimately want to win. Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants will be playing on Thursday night on Fox 8.20 Eastern Standard Time, 5.20 Pacific Time, 5 o'clock for us out here. People got to leave work early to get home to see the game. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be a good football game. I, of course, am a little biased. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I just think the Eagles are a better football team. Certainly got the best quarterback. And, and this is a quarterback league. Right now, it's a quarterback league. This quarterback did quite well last week. I told you, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw for 442 yards. Blake Bortles, Blake has been throwing the ball a little bit here. At Jacksonville, you know, he threw for 430 yards. Case Keenum, 377. Deshaun Watson, 375. Andrew Luck, yeah, he's lucky. 365 yards, not that lucky, though. Not that lucky. But let me get back, let me get back. Uh, The games this week, I think uh, the best game this week is going to be Sunday night at 8.20 Eastern Standard Time. think that game's going to be on NBC. Guess who's going to be playing that game? The GOAT, Tom Brady, against the future. Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Yep, Tom Brady. But um, Kansas City Chiefs got a good quarterback out there. We know that. Young fellow's been doing a job that has made us forget all about Alex Smith. Um, Mahone is just like playing lights out. Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows his quarterbacks. You're going up against Andy Reid. If you you know he, you know you better be ready to prepare for a game where a quarterback is is going to test your defense. That that's the game of the week for me. The Chiefs and the Patriots is the game of the week. There's some other good games going on too, because of my Browns on a winning streak here, for season wise. You know they've won two games, so you know that's more than they've won in the last couple of years. So. Browns and the Chargers are going to be a good game. Seahawks and the Raiders, good game. Good game. There's no doubt in my mind, I think that the Seahawks, the Raiders, of course, they have to play better, but they're not going to play better because the Seahawks are going to win that game. The Seahawks have to win that game. (coughs) The Seahawks understand that you know, that, you know, season is, you know, it's, it's the time of year right now. And let me say this because I, I wanted to make sure I got this in before it was closing time. We're getting close to it. It's the time of the year now where you can talk about playoffs. And the reason why you can talk about playoffs is because you can think about what the first quarter is over with. The first quarter is usually four games, okay? And there are teams, historically, if you look over it, that they end the season at 12 and 4, which means we've played four games. So there's a chance that a team could end up. 12 and 4, meaning that they would lose four games, and there's a possibility somebody could have lost four games. There are some teams already have lost four games. So, the teams that have lost four games, are they going to end up making the playoffs and winning their division and winning the conference? I doubt that. But what I'm saying is, when you get to a point where the year before, the amount of games that have lost are on the schedule or on, you know, have already been played, then that means you're getting to the point where somebody is going to just go on a run. So in other words, if we play five games right now, somebody could be 11-5 and five at the end of the season. Are they going to win 11 games straight right now? No, probably they may have lost two already. Or they may have lost one already. Or they may have lost three already. Who knows? 
But it's to the point where as there's somebody right now, I'm not going to say that they've got all their losses on their record, but we're into the fifth or sixth week to the point where as, okay, now we only have 11 games left. So it's an indication that what a team's record looking like right now, like Kansas City, undefeated, okay, that, that's something we got to take very seriously. They're not going to run the table, but that record is reflective of what their record could look like at the end of the year. And we got, we got to think about, you know, how many wins, how many losses, you know, that they might have. You know, not only uh, Kansas City, you know, the Bengals, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Bengals, but the Bengals only lost one game, too. Um, so they, they could end up at the end of the year that, okay, they got, you know, five or six losses. You know, they could be, you know, to the point where they're, you know, they're in the hunt. But certainly, you can look at teams right now and you can start thinking about, okay, playoffs. You know, Patriots, they've lost two games, you know, but are they going to lose a lot more? No, they're not going to lose a lot more. They may lose three or four more games at the most. You know that. The Bengals, like I said, they may lose a couple more games. They may lose five more games, six more games, seven more games, I, you know. But it's at the point now where you can look at the teams and you can say, yeah, they're, they're in the playoff hunt. They're going to be in the playoffs. All right. Well, Drew Brees, congratulations. You are now the all-time leading passer in the National Football League, and that is the last thing I will say for this show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Congratulations, Brew. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.